How many of y'all are ever afraid? Afraid of driving. Afraid of I-10. Afraid of some guy whipping out a gun. Just because. What else are we? Are, are you might find yourself afraid of? Financial collapse? Discomfort? The ever-growing pile of laundry? I want to share something uh, pretty personal, actually, to me. My oldest son, Benjamin, is in his... Uh, he started middle school... Um, my oldest son is a hard-headed, God bless him, and his dad uh, doesn't take a lot of guff and doesn't understand always, and so uh, Ben and I have often butt heads. We have a really good, loving relationship, don't get me wrong, but it's been good for him to be in middle school because I get to drive him to school, and I get to pick him up, and we get to spend time together and we get, I get to talk about his school like I've never talked about school with him and spend time with him. And Benjamin, um, you know, is a growing boy and he's looking towards manhood and, and there's things that he's never had any interest in before that are now interesting to him like sports. And uh, amen, right, Stan? And uh, specifically baseball. How many of y'all like baseball? I, you'll probably don't like it as much as I do. I did this last year, um, but the you know my Rangers won the World Series, and uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. But uh, Ben got interested in baseball. He got excited. He said, "Man, I want to, I want to, I want to play baseball." And in this period of playoffs, we had a school carnival at Melissa's school, and there was a dunking booth. And I'm not blowing smoke or making this up, but Benjamin walked up to the dunking booth, having never thrown a baseball, wound up and dunked the dude in one throw. Charlie did it twice like that, okay? But it made an impression on Benjamin because somebody nearby went, boy, that boy can throw. And Benjamin thought, I can throw. There's something I can do. And this last week, uh, or actually about a week and a half ago, there was an announcement at his school. He's in middle school, and there's an announcement at his school. There's tryouts for the middle school baseball team. Ben has never played baseball. He's watched it some. Ben has never had a lot of chance to play catch with his dad. He doesn't have a glove, and honestly, he doesn't have a dad that can throw very well either. He probably throws better. He does throw better than I do. He's never had a chance to play bat uh, or anything like that. And I caught myself driving home with my son, excited about this opportunity to try out for baseball. And I caught myself speaking words of caution to him. Not because I wanted to give him a context to, to, you know, for the possibility of failure, but because I didn't want him to feel ashamed in front of other people. 
because his dad sometimes feels that way. Brother Lester and I have talked about this many times. This idea that maybe we're, why, why would anybody trust me to do this? What, what, what worth do I have to, uh, to, to perform this task that's been called upon me by God? Or, or even to just, you know, uh, send out an email sometimes. We get this idea that we're imposters. I caught myself talking to my son and, and thinking, man, I don't want my son to grow up afraid of failing. I don't want my son to grow up afraid to put himself out there and try. I don't want my sons to grow up afraid and to allow fear to influence their own walk with God. I think we all do this. I know I do. And this verse, uh, I didn't... Thankfully, the Lord brought this verse to my mind, having read this recently. Proverbs 29, 25. The fear of man bringeth the snare. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I want to take a few moments to just think on these words. and So I'm going to pray and um, just hang with me. Father, I thank you so much for this day. I thank you for your word. Lord, I thank you that these verses like this that seem, Lord, verses like uh, the Proverbs, many of which are unconnected to other verses and really just uh, words of wisdom, but words of wisdom from your word and uh, uh, from your from your mind through the uh, the lips and the hand of guys like Solomon, Lord, I thank you that they're preserved for guys like me who sometimes are timid and afraid for my boys who who need advice whenever they are uh, faced with something they've never done before, and Lord, for all of us that are tasked with the goal of sharing the gospel and living it before others, Lord, that comes with a lot of fear if we allow it. Lord, help us to consider these words, help them to shape us, and help us to grow and to serve you with boldness. In Christ's name I pray, amen. These words, the fear of man bringeth a snare. You know, I was thinking about these words, and I, I tried to uh, kind of search through the Bible and consider who maybe had feared man and maybe sinned? Can you think of any? What about Aaron? Aaron, who was tasked to stay with the children of Israel while Moses went up to Mount Sinai. Aaron, who had to listen to their complaints and their moans and their groans and, and to experience their displeasure of their, of their plight. What did Aaron do? He sinned. He made a molten calf. What about Pilate? Pilate, we don't revere as some uh, great servant of the Lord. But Pilate saw Jesus and he saw an innocent man. Pilate saw Jesus and, and whenever he pronounced his judgment, why did he pronounce that judgment? Because he feared the Caesar, 
the ruler, and he feared the Jews. But the way he did it fully reveals that he didn't, under, he didn't believe that Jesus was guilty. He, he said, I washed my hands of this man's blood. Or Peter, who feared soldiers. You know, fearing men will lead you into sin. How about Abraham? Did Abraham fear men? I mean, this is a guy who who God spoke directly. I believe Abraham heard the voice of the Lord in his ears, if not at least in his heart. Uh, this is a man who, who witnessed the, uh, uh, it was the, uh, oh, the candle, the light, passed between the, the bodies of those animals. You remember that? Yet, when he was going to Egypt, who, who was he afraid of? He was afraid of the Pharaoh. So he denied his own wife, Sarah. What about David? Uh, Listen, when we fear men, it it will lower the dignity of a good man. I think Fear of men will hinder Christian service. I think Mark might be a good example of this. He left Paul and Barnabas. Or at least the many times that we fail to witness for the Lord. I wish I could tell you that every time the Lord has has impressed upon me an opportunity to share the gospel, I I wish I could tell you that every time that's happened, I've done it. But I haven't. I failed many times. Fear of man is, what does it say? The fear of man bringeth a snare. It's a trap. It'll keep you from living like a Christian. It won't stop you from being a Christian, but you'll just be one of those secret service Christians that are really no good to God. It'll, it'll, keep you from leading your family. It'll keep you from being a functional Christian in your church. We fear, and there's a reason why we fear this. Because men are scary. (laughs) We have to live among them. They're well organized. Many of them have a lot of influence. More than, often uh, we, we think more than they really have. What about that verse, those words? If God be for us, who can be against us? The fear of man bringeth a snare. But these words, thankfully, are not the only words of wisdom. Verse 25, the rest of that verse says, But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. I'll tell you, uh, Every time I have been afraid to do something, afraid of what someone might think of me, afraid of failure, uh, it's because I, I fear like I, I fear that what I'm, 
what I should do is unsafe. It, it, I'm, I'm risking my reputation. I'm, I'm risking my relationship with this person. I'm, I might be risking uh, my job. I might be risking something. Uh, I feel like I'm, there's something at risk. The devil has this trap, and he wants me to feel like I'm not safe. But whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe, is what this says. Does that mean you won't face difficulty? Nope. <laughs> who's, a, who's someone in the Bible who might have trusted the Lord? How about Joseph? Joseph, uh, who didn't exactly have the, the greatest... Uh, uh, set of brothers, people who were in his corner. He didn't even have the greatest master, you know, Potiphar. Potiphar might have been a great guy, but his wife was trouble. But Joseph, in that situation, opposite Potiphar's wife, I wonder how many of us would have just went along with the flow, went with the flow to avoid being in danger, this woman. But Joseph said, how can I do this sin against God? Joseph was thrown in prison. I didn't feel very safe. But he wasn't safe from her enticements. But I would say it's better to be a Christian in jail than to be a free sinner. Or what about uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? Did they have every reason to fear man? Oh, yeah. And fire? But were they safe for trusting in the Lord? Oh, yeah. They were safe in that fire. How about Paul in the storm? Listen, being in a position where we trust God is really the only place where we find real safety. You may not find worldly comfort, but you'll be safe. Really what you do when you you act in fear is you're trusting yourself. Your, your, your power to resist, your power to preserve yourself. You trust in friends. A lot of us, we'll get advice from friends when we're in a situation. These friends may not be around at some point when we have need. My son has friends at school. I'm thankful that he, he still trusts his dad quite a bit. I'm thankful that he trusts the Lord <laughs> because that, his Savior is going to be around a lot longer than any friends he has. So what is the secret How do we trust him? How do we put our trust in the Lord? 
I think Joseph is a good example. Joseph, Joseph recognized that the Lord was there, that God was present. You know, Potiphar's wife might have said, well, nobody's going to see this, what, what I'm enticing you to do. But Joseph knew that God was there. Joseph also trusted the Lord. He trusted that, that the Lord was good and that his purposes were good. And that while he might endure difficult times, that he could rest in the Lord's love. I don't think you can do that without spending time with God. I thought about how to encourage my Benjamin. <laughs> and I shared with him this verse. Shared with him my own weakness. I think that's good for us to share with our kids. And, but I told him, I said, you need to pray more. You need to spend more time with God. Because you'll learn, Benjamin, that when you spend time with the Lord, he's there. And that his promises are true. The last thing I might want to ask is what does it mean to be safe? And we talked about Joseph and and uh, of course to trust the Lord meant that he went to prison, went to jail. Um, Isaiah also trusted in the Lord. And a wicked king had him sawed in half. Paul trusted in the Lord, and, well, Paul lost his head in very literal ways, not... Uh, Jesus trusted the Lord, his Father. He was crucified. But Jesus, he said these words, he said, Do not fear those who can kill your body, but are not able to kill your soul, but rather fear him who is able to destroy both body and soul. Also in Proverbs, it says that we should trust the Lord with all our heart. Proverbs chapter 1. And I'm not going to remember where this verse is. But it says that the beginning of wisdom, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know, Really what this comes down to is unbelief. It's, it's depending on our flesh, depending on the wisdom of our flesh and this world, what this world has taught us, to, to allow the devil to manipulate us into inaction, to manipulate us into fear, trusting in fear. But the fear of a man is a snare, bringeth a snare. And we need to trust in the Lord. Father, I thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, I thank you for the truth of these, uh, this short verse. Lord, it is so easy for us to fool ourselves into thinking we're doing something wise or, or um, intelligent. Sometimes we even fool ourselves into thinking we're doing your will by taking a step back when really what you ask is that we just follow you.
Lord, I pray you forgive me when I have failed. I've been afraid of how people might receive my leadership, how people might receive um, my interest in their life, uh, how people might receive your word from my lips. Uh, Lord, it's, it is a, it's a mighty tool in the hand of the devil. Lord, I understand that if we will trust you, that you will, you will be with us. Lord, there should be no greater comfort to us than that. There should be no greater comfort that, than you being uh, walking with us through this life. I hate the, the idea that uh, I walk with you until I'm afraid and then I let you go on and I stay without you. Lord, I, uh, I, make, I make my children hold my hand in parking lots because I want them to stay safe with me. Lord, I pray you just help us to stay with you. Lead us through difficult times. Lead us through scary situations. Lead us through the discomfort of sharing the gospel. Lead us through the discomfort of change in our church. Lord, I pray you would just help us to do things that please you, always. But I pray for those of us that are here that Maybe this is a message you needed to, they needed to hear. Or maybe that they, this idea of being afraid of mankind resonates with them. Lord, I, I praise you for wonderful examples like uh, my friend Bud Lester who has is, who is plowed through, who has trusted you. I know he's not perfect. Lord, he's an example of what can, one can do if we just try to serve you. Lord, I thank you for the examples we have in Hebrews chapter 11, many of whom failed miserably in many ways, but also trusted you enough to allow you to lead them through difficult times, through uncertain circumstances, and then to use them for your glory and for your kingdom. Lord, I pray you just help us to see these examples and trust you. Help us to follow you. Lord, I thank you for, again, your word. I thank you for this church. I thank you for these that come faithfully and stay and listen. Lord, I pray that this, uh, this simple message will be uh, meaningful and helpful to them this week. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. So any other announcements? Again, pray for Melissa. Um, she, uh, she's, she's okay. Uh, if you all remember this a couple of years ago when we went through this, or about a year and a half ago, I guess, um, 